Hey there, everyone. This is Cass with SCNS Live. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out the video version of this, you can check it out on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at SCNS Live. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of SCNS Live. How y'all doing this evening? I cannot stress the extent to which I just finished getting ready. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm good. Let's go. Oh, man. See, I had a whole essay typed up Mm -hmm. for while you were getting ready. And it was the history of Catboys. And I felt like that was going to be a really good thing for our audience to hear. Uh Uh-huh. And it's very valuable information. I mean, I could always do more makeup and... Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, um... Please stop. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, welcome to another episode of I've Seen Us Live, the show where we talk about all things nerdy and fun. I don't do this show alone, though. I'm Cora, by the way. Forgot to introduce myself. That was very rude of me. But you know who's not rude? The lovely lady to my left. There are many, many people who would disagree with that characterization. (laughs) (laughs) Not that many, but, like... Certainly say what's on my mind. Anyway, hi, Kat. This show might be a little weird. This yeah, one might be. That's fine. That's fine. Good. Is it? You know what? It can you be. Know? But it's weird in a good way. And you know who else likes weird in a good way? That gentleman behind the board making us all look gorgeous and who puts together a great show every single week. Jason the X. That was a pretty bold uh, statement, but I'll take it. <laughs> Maybe just a tiny bit inaccurate, but no. I'm getting better. I am not known to lie. So either you're really good at it or you don't. Or you're just really good at hiding. She certainly helps my self-esteem. That's 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 the main point. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm actually just here to be the hype man. That's all I'm here for. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> anyway. Cat, Cass isn't here, so I gotta do the whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> They're just random. We'll just all take turns going. Cass isn't here because she doesn't care about us anymore. I know. And she she is dead to me. Mm -hmm. Dead to me, I say. Yeah. We have decided to replace her with these Transformers. They are the new cast. (laughs) This show's dwindling. We're like an episode (laughs) of Survivor, like just cutting out. But before we go too far off track, we've got a great show for you today planned with all kinds of great news. So why don't we go right into it with some super cool nerd news. First up tonight, we have uh, D&D Beyond. You guys know D&D Beyond. It's D&D. D&D Beyond. Anyway, they uh, they were acquired this week by Hasbro, who also owns Wizards of the Coast. So, yeah, they that's the big point of the story is that they acquired them, but there have been a lot of really funny memes about whether we're going to get digital copies of books along with along with physical copies and what this might mean for integration whether we can still say D&D Beyond on our stream. I don't know. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on this? My, my brain immediately went to, like, 
just even cooler action figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're of like minds. We, re- we both got that uh, Dritz figure. Oh, yeah. And Guinevere. And, mm-hmm. yo, they're good. And, look, I'm not saying that um, Hasbro isn't paying me at all. But uh, I'm just going to say that I love my, my Hasbro overlords. And uh, I think that any decision that they make is a good one. And I will continue to support them. And if you would like to sponsor us, please, and, and, please and, sponsor us. And they are very good. That but but Hasbro already owned Wizards of the Coast. So this is primarily a digital acquisition in D&D Beyond. What do you... What do you think it's likely to change? There's times that I'm kind of like... There's times I'm kind of like, I don't like anybody controlling everything. Mm -hmm. But Hasbro does a really good job with licenses. And I can't deny that. Like, as far as, like, even having action figures from Power Rangers to Ghostbusters to Marvel Legends... Every, and, and even Star Wars Black Series. Everything has their own unique thing. Not everything starts looking cookie cutter. So I, I, I don't have a leg to stand on on that one. I'm I, not, not going to lie. I thought D&D Beyond and Wizards of the Coast were already one thing. That too. So, like, for me, this doesn't change a lot. I've seen, I've seen two things that keep popping up, which I think is interesting. First of all, Jason didn't remember and and i didn't remember that hasbro owned wizards of the coast so the extent to which they've let wizards of the coast do their own thing is pretty crazy and what's so sh- i don't know how i didn't know that because i mean i'm always on hasbro's website of course picking up toys and crap mm-hmm. and they have tons of wizards of the coast stuff up there and then i kind of when you said it it was more like a, oh do a doy yeah but that just that speaks to them letting them breathe Letting them breathe, nice. not trying yeah. to slap their label all over it so you know it's the same company and whatever. So, yeah. and they've been doing a lot of uh, what they call fan first Fridays, where they reveal things, mm-hmm. and they've they've done quite a bit of D and D content. I'll so, tell you what I'm excited about the possibilities of, and this is rampant speculation, right? They're working on a new version of D and D, like uh-huh. like a new edition, like not six. Like five point five, probably. How long have we? Can we've y'all? Five, we've how been five point for a while. Okay, because I mean, I came in five yeah. Okay, they and did you, Critical Role just hit their seventh anniversary. They uh, converted to five E to start. Yeah. So it's been at least it's been I think about eight years. I think. Yeah, like you when you came into D and D five point or five E whatever you want to call it, it was already a thing for a little for a little hot minute. I just, like, I'm not good at remembering dates. That's yeah. the only firm, fast date is they just had this huge seventh anniversary thing. I was still playing Pathfinder at the time because I was stuck in one specific game for what felt like an eternity. So I, I have no concept of time. But I remember us discussing 5E and everyone getting all... Was angry. 5E kind of an answer for people that were playing more Pathfinder than D&D? No. I, okay, so, I'll just... I'll, so, okay, with 5e, what I think was great about it, because I'm a diehard 3.5 because that's what I started with, and 4.0 really messed with things real weird and not many people liked it very much. I don't know a lot of people that do. I still don't, I don't know anyone who still runs that. Yeah, I know a lot of people who liked things about 2 and yeah. things about 3.5. But. Yeah, but 5. Or 5e took all of the things that everybody loved about 3.5 and just made them simpler. 
they okay. took like instead of having five paragraphs to explain what magic missile does <laughs> they condensed <laughs> it down to just what it does they, we don't need the history of magic missile to understand how it works yeah we can have that but instead of having that history and then how, how it works like mixed in there somewhere they have how it works and if they want to add a history there's a history somewhere but it's not needed to play um some of the skills were changed and there are some that I like how they work better in 5e than they did in 3.5 because okay. they just make more sense. There's a and, lot of simplification. There yeah. was arguments that it was too too simplified. But I think that was kind of needed for people who are older who didn't grow up with all of this nerd stuff to get into D&D because 5e is a really good now that it's like you want to play D&D but you don't know how. Here, play this. You only have to have this book to start playing yeah. the basic rules, and you don't have to have the physical. But, like, yeah. you can start playing for essentially free. Yeah. And, yeah, and I appreciate that about it. Uh, it wasn't hard to approach, really, actually, for me. And I hadn't played before 5e. Anyway, yeah. that's not speculation. We know. They've announced yeah. that they're working on more with it. What is speculation, though, is that they change... They, this isn't speculation either. They just <laughs> changed it to where, like, if you're a, if you're a tiefling, for instance, like, you have always gotten, like, a charisma bonus, I think, and a dex mm -hmm. bonus of plus one. I think that's what it is. Anyway, but you couldn't change, like, and become a stronger tiefling instead with a plus one from charisma couldn't be changed to, say, strength. Yeah. Uh, and that is different now. You that's already changed. That's already out. What I want to see, and this has been crazy controversial in my groups, they did that for obvious reasons. That your yeah. species having like natural, like they can really only be evil or good, yeah, wasn't great for our world. And uh, also that like not all tieflings are charismatic. <laughs> not all, and just kind of. Typifying across the board for, for a certain yeah. species or race is not something that they wanted to continue to encourage. And I get that. That makes sense to me. I want to see them take it a step further, not for political reasons, just for funsies. I want to see you put out a monk that you can choose whether it's based on wisdom or intelligence. I want to yeah. see a warlock <laughs> that can cast with its strength modifier. I want to see, like, you to be able to take the basic class abilities and use them to cast. I want to see a charisma-based cleric or a, uh, like, an intelligence-based bard. Like, where it directly informs how you cast in the numbers. I want gunslingers to have rocket launchers. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Make it work. Already. Make it work. But, like, the flexibility that they're introducing. Yeah makes me wonder if they're headed that way and really excited about the possibility but like i could be wrong but if that's the case and that's crazy speculation but if they do that you're really gonna want the primary digital tool set for DD for most people which is DD beyond to be able to implement that from the get-go yeah which honestly if they were if they're working together now like if they've been acquired and like become one that could happen. We could see D&D um, uh, Beyond go down for maintenance like for for a day. And when it comes back, everything's up and running and everything's got all of the new rules. And all you have to do is like, ooh, that's like, basically you just like, what, 
what version are you playing with your character sheet? This one, this one, or this one? Yeah. Well, or this is group. this like, is kind of based on like a yeah. long term thing that I've had that like Cass's character in our D and D game, spoilers, is wisdom based. It's a monk, and it's wisdom based. Octavia doesn't actually have a lot of wisdom. <laughs> She's <laughs> like she has book learning. And a lot of monks that I've seen play, they went to a monastery and they learned. They know a lot of languages. They can do a lot of research. They're intelligent. They're not that wise. Because yeah. wisdom is usually about like street smarts and experience with people and being out in the world. Yeah. So yeah, like I'd love to see it if you could just switch it and be like, but this isn't that. It's intelligence. And then that would help inform how she works in combat as well, like wisdom does now. That's what I want to see. I think Warlock's being charisma is insane. And me and my friend Christian were talking the other night and he said, yeah, but like you have to have too many charisma casters because otherwise everybody would dump charisma. And I was like, mm, maybe, maybe. Maybe. No, no. See, I, I disagree with that, that alone specifically because of how many people play this game to be the charismatic hero. Yeah. To be the Fabio. Mm hmm Or j just literally to try and, like, bang every woman. Which they all think all of this, by the way, goes dr directly into charisma, and some of it does. But I promise you, my dudes, please please stop with that last one, please. A little bit. That's it's funny because I hear all the memes about it, but I've been like very, very fortunate in my D&D experiences. I've played a lot with you guys. I've played with and I've, I've played in four, five other campaigns. I've played a decent yeah. number outside of this group, but I played with family. I played with close friends. I played with people who just weren't that interested a lot of actors not yeah. that interested in playing the most standard <coughs> version of a character so they tend to veer away from that so i did play like that's a quick thing i did play a character that like he was down to screw like what like age appropriate anything yeah like that was just like an added bonus of his character because he was trying to be a charismatic hero kind of thing I didn't actually want to flirt with every single woman at every single tavern constantly, but my DM wanted me to because he thought it was funny because my roles are always bad, so I always got turned down anyway, which is kind of the fun of it. You've kind of not been a great roller in anything I've seen yet. <laughs> the only time I rolled well in a game, like, for something, is either for something stupid or the one time that my character got lucky in a game, and then I got accidentally engaged to her. Because I also I rolled bad right after. It's fine. That's a story for another time. The point is, the DM was more into me wanting to to go with that angle because he just wanted to like make fun of me at that point. Uh huh. Consensually, I thought it was funny. But that's how you make it work, I guess. I don't There's know. ways to do and, it that are great. But, uh, like his charisma wasn't high, my guy. <laughs> he was pretty. He was not smart and he was not charismatic. I think that like charisma, after this, like we can move on, but like charisma yeah. is one of those things that like people who like to RP and people who understand that they're going to roll badly when they RP a lot, like sometimes are more embracing of those characters. Uh, I think Christian's point is interesting because if you're doing a ton of combat and you're 
you optimize around that combat, then yes, you need too many charisma casters yes. so people don't dump it. But I wouldn't anyway. That's not really how I put together yeah. a character. Also, charisma does not equal looks. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. True. I will not be taking any criticism on that. I am a 10 off camera. So, like, even if you think, but, you know, like... Anyway, we... I, that's a joke. We, we got a little bit excited about D&D talk. I know. I have two more D&D stories. So, like, oh God, I don't want to keep going on that right now, yes. though. So, somebody else can go. All right. Well, um, I'll go ahead and uh, continue ranting. Sure. Because we got a new trailer this week. I feel like I'm the only one that's not excited about this. Sure. And it is Kingdom Hearts 4. I, I can't even get excited. I can't get excited about this game. Because last time I got excited about a Kingdom Hearts title, um, I had to wait 14 years. Sorry, didn't make <laughs> the table. Later. 14 years to be able to play it. And then got severely disappointed the minute I started playing. I had no idea what was happening. I had tried to play as many of the games in between as possible, and it just didn't make sense. But this one, we have we have a, we were directly told that we're getting a sequel. Okay, okay. Instead of it being like maybe, 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 um, the graphics look really pretty. They look so nice. Like you can see it on screen. It's so pretty. It still feels really bland, and that's really sad. Like so. To ask, did you become a fan of Kingdom Hearts 3, or did you never get there? I enjoyed things about Kingdom Hearts 3. I enjoyed specific worlds, and I enjoyed doing certain things in Kingdom Hearts 3. But as a whole, like, I never finished it. I just lost interest in it because I couldn't tell what was going on in the story. Mm -hmm. So, what is with this graphics update, and I'm disappointed I, to find out Sora doesn't have giant feet? I don't know, per se. Like, I don't know what happened, like, where we got this budget from. It looks gorgeous. But I feel having this very realistic style, and it might just be for the area that he's in, because, you know, they always change the style somewhat based on where they That'd are. That'd be hilarious. But, um, I feel like this, this realistic style kind of, like, waters it down a lot. Because half of the appeal of Kingdom Hearts is that cartoony style that it has. The characters can be more expressive, there's always super bright colors, and it fits really well with the whole like inter incorporating Disney with it and stuff, because it makes it look less jarring when you have- A Disney character. A Disney character suddenly show up. Yeah. Because, yes, it's not, yes, Sora's still in an anime style, not a Disney style, but it doesn't look weird. Mm -hmm. They're still in a cartoon style and it works. But uh, it, it looks like that he's put into like the modern world, which is a really cool concept. But again, that realism just feels real awkward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although I do know that several of my cosplay friends saw his hair and just went, oh, thank God, it looks realistic and I can actually do this without crying now. Yeah. Which, you know what? That's fair. Fair cop. <laughs> but, you know, like seeing him fight with all of these different colorful attacks and stuff, it just feels weird. Also with the giant heartless in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Just, just awkward. I'm not really that excited. Also, the chick with the red hair. Okay. She's she's in a singular Kingdom Hearts game. Mm-hmm. That we were told before Kingdom Hearts 3 
was optional content because it wasn't going to be canon. And then they made it canon in Kingdom Hearts 3, so now she's she's from the mobile game. <sighs> Which we're having it we're gonna have another mobile game, by the way, guys. Aren't you excited? I didn't research that, I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so tired of this. Like, I, I too lost interest <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts 3, so I, I feel where you're going with this. But I I have serious questions. I mean, look, Mickey and Dollar, I didn't play it that far. They're yeah. in there. Yeah, um, Donald and Goofy are in it. They, oh, sorry, yeah, they talk to someone with a blue flame that also turns red, so they're probably talking to like Hades from Hercules, probably. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say, Jason? I don't know. It, like I, I'm with you on, I can't get excited just yet. We're too far yeah. away. Yeah. I, well, I've been showing a te- I've been showing a teaser. Y'all have gotten me before. We'll see you in a little while. When is it? Does it? They have a release no, year currently. We have nothing, but my speculation is that we will get it in 2035 with the PS9. But of course, the PS9 you won't, you still won't be able to keep it in stock. So like yeah, you're gonna exactly. have to wait till. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait till the PS10 or 12 when they do the final remix for the third time. Yeah. Yes, I'm very salty. To anyone that may think so, like, I, I used to really love Kingdom Hearts, and I still really love Kingdom Hearts one and two. I think those great games are really good, especially two. I just really love the stuff that was introduced in two. And I don't mind if you have like some sequel games like in between the release of two and three, like for example. But fourteen years of prequel games because you decided you wanted to add so much lore to make people's heads hurt feels a bit excessive and then on top of all of that or included in all of that is a mobile game in an era where people don't really play a lot of mobile games but now we have to play a mobile game because you've introduced several characters that were only introduced in the mobile games in history that was only in the mobile games that you still didn't flesh out properly like maybe the answer to all of this is to take Nomura and take him away from the project and in his place put someone who's not going to overcomplicate things. And I know that's a controversial opinion. I stand by it. I also think that for the 7 remake. But uh, I'm alone in that opinion, apparently, so we're not going to go there. I think that video games have inherent... I have issues with the way that video games are released just all over the place. <laughs> the constant delays, the uh, amount of like in-between lore, how they integrate mobile and desktop, like all this stuff. Like I don't understand how sometimes companies like Disney will indirectly own something and you still, like gamers are just people. <laughs> like a lot of gamers are just the same people that you're advertising to in other situations, yeah. why don't you follow those rules? Put stuff out when it's yeah. supposed to come out. Like, to be fair, Kingdom Hearts 3 never had a hard release date until closer to its to, till its release. But uh, Dream Drop Distance, there's a lot of um, information out there that that was supposed to be Kingdom Hearts 3, but then they realized they weren't sure that people would play the game if Sora wasn't the main character, so they had to ch- they had to change tactic, and that led to a 14-year gap. Also, don't put a lot of necessary lore in your mobile games. Like, the people you're trying to talk to would play it on the Switch most of the time, so maybe you could have a couple Switch yeah. releases with yeah. lore that matters. And Those are the people that you think you're targeting, but you're not. <laughs> also, I did play the mobile game 
just to clarify, I didn't play it for very long because the device I was using died in the middle of me playing it, but the game was very cute. I did like that you could have your own character and you could decorate your own little king keyblade wielder and cute. That story was not presented very well at all. I had no idea what was happening. I played it for like two months straight. No idea what happened. Yeah. Like when I play a decent amount of games on my mobile while I'm doing something else, but I don't feel about that doesn't feel like gaming. That yeah. feels like you know, just <laughs> indulging my ADD when I'm watching a TV show or something. My it's phone, not the same thing. My phone games are reserved to be visual novels and visual novels only. And dating pigeons, apparently. Um, there is not a date. A mobile I'm sorry. Version. What? What? There's what? not a mobile version of How to Fool Boyfriend. However, there is a mobile version of Ikemen Sengoku, where you can date the men of the Sengoku period. Anyways, the point of this whole story is that I'm salty about Kingdom Hearts. I am saltier than sea salt ice cream, and I just want it to stop. At this point. Also, put out Ragnarok this year because you said you would. Just you've already delayed it to this year. That has nothing to do with Kingdom and Hearts. That's God of War. If you're going to put in Kingdom Hearts, then maybe put in more of the Square Enix characters that you had in all of the other previous titles, please. That was like half the fun was seeing Donald argue with like Cloud. Like that was hysterical. I also want Sephiroth to be there to kick my ass again because that was always funny. Kind of hot. Since we're talking video games, I might as well say I finished uh, Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> I'm not finished with the game. Yeah. But um, it was another example of just completely yoked out, and the final boss was like nothing. Like, I was almost disappointed <laughs> in how easy it was to beat the boss. I, like, maxed out all my armor and weapons. Yeah. And went up in there, like, I don't know, Hulk Hogan versus. Steve-O from Jackass. <laughs> but are there quests Make you could... Make that the rock. Hulk Hogan's a jackass. Are there quests you could do with a boss that would there still other, kick like, your ass? Not anymore. Like, well, like God of War, I, I you am... can beat the game, but spoilers, when you come up against Sigrun, it's still going to be hard. Uh, I am uh, much like Fallout 4 with Wasteland Jesus. Mm -hmm. I am uh, uh, Wasteland Joan of Arc here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> My Aloy kicks all of the ass. And it was like, I, I was starting to think like there were bosses like, no, I thought, thought two arrows and something big is dead. So now it's time to move on to Elden Ring and I apologize for any Elden Ring streets. I apologize for any like over, um, overfilled anger that y'all get off of that. Like y'all just come in one day. Hey, Jay, what do you want? Like just yelling at you. I'm sorry. I'm oh, I'm going to show up with popcorn and just ridicule you as you die this is actually a legitimate family <laughs> hobby for me like Cass and I will personal. sit there and make fun of people like I've, I've been watching well aware of what playing video games like is like with Cass Donkey Kong was <laughs> oh yeah yeah she she yeah that's a long-standing family tradition Cass and I come from a big family and we'll sit there like I remember it from the early God of War games we'd sit there and be like are you sure you want to be a God of War what's the God of Farming doing maybe you could take over his slot I'm all like how many witnesses are here that I can make disappear <laughs> just to kill Cass <laughs> and then I'm just over here like 
Like, sadly, as everyone dies, else in this room has to die. Like, as he dies, you know that. But I'll give, you know I'll give it. The, it there was a give and take because then she would take the controller and fail just as miserably, mm-hmm. and yeah. So. Yeah, rest assured, I would fail more miserably than you in Elden Ring, but I'm still gonna sit behind you. Hey, you know that he hits real hard, right? I won't. As be, you I, I will not be playing this video game, right? Anyway, let's let's move on. Yes. In the world. Oh no! One more thing with Elden Ring. I haven't played it, but I have seen a lot of the stuff from it. Finger Maidens, really? What? Finger Maidens. That's all. That's one of the names of one of the things. And I know that it's a translation, but Finger Maidens? You want to call it Finger Maidens? Really? I dropped my pencil. (laughs) Jason, what you got for us today? Okay, well, stop me if you've heard this one, but DC is looking to realign their universe again. Oh, no. But this time, it's the cinematic universe. Now, um, I would like to just go ahead and just say all these dudes out here about the Snyderverse, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop. I liked uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I didn't like it that much. So, um, recently with success of movies like The Batman, which, yes, I enjoyed, DC has, uh, well, also, full disclosure, uh, DC Entertainment has recently been uh, uh, bought by Discovery. $43 $43 billion deal for Warner Media. So they own it all now. And not John Oliver, apparently, or something like that. No, that's AT&T. That's AT&T. It, it got ditched. In the, yeah. Um, so uh, David Zaz, Zazlab, the CEO of the combined companies, has now been floating the idea of revamping all of the content, looking for a figurehead like Kevin Feige. So basically, we're going to do everything that Marvel did. Mm-hmm. Because we just can't seem to get this done. Now, people are already like, no, bring back the Snyderverse. No, guys, this is what happens with DC Comics. Like, every 10, 15 years or so, I have been here for Crisis. I have been here for Zero Hour. I have been here for New 52. And I have been here for the new DC Infinite Universe or whatever. This is their... I don't... I don't get what's the big deal with DC Comics when just a small change is implemented. I look at, like, when they put pants on Wonder Woman. Okay, they're pants. Who gives a damn? I actually had, like, graphics for this. I was going to actually put up. but And people lost their mind. They do subtle changes to Marvel characters' costumes all the time, and no one cares. We We just roll with it. I don't get it. Cass and I have this argument constantly because she tends to like DC as a concept, like better than Marvel. She thinks Marvel movies feel too corporate. And I don't disagree with her on a lot of it. Although uh, the most recent one was Spider-Man 4, 3, 4. 3. It was good. And it was good. And she liked it. And it didn't feel too corporate. But like, I get where she's coming from. But the Marvel... They have a clean whiteboard and they're like, all these things are going to inform this continuity. Like, we're going to go through phases so we can change things up a lot, but they're still going to inform this continuity. We're going to change Spider-Man's based on which universe, but it's still going to inform this continuity. And they keep going with that. DC, every few years, they're like, blow it all up, start all over, but, but this time we're going to do it right. In the last few years, especially with their anything that's on screen, has been just all over the place. 
They had Constantine over at D- over at NBC, which got canceled. They had it Lucifer was good over on too. Fox, I liked canceled, that Constantine. Went to Netflix. They have all the stuff on CW. They have all the stuff that's just on um, um, HBO Max. Now it was the DC Plus mm-hmm. thing was, and then they have movies now, which are not in their line universes either. Mm-hmm. It's time to blow it up. I don't. I don't ever think. I've never thought that blowing it up was inherently oh. the worst thing that you could do. I just think it's funny that yeah. they're like, they they seem to always indicate that this is going to be the last time they're going to do this for oh, a hot please. minute, and it's like, but but it's not though, is it? Yeah, it's it's just it's it's been their formula with the comics, so I don't see why they wouldn't do it. But I guess they're trying to make some sort of a line universe now, but. You've kind of failed at doing it so far. I mean, that's my primary advice is stop trying to align them. You have a multiverse concept that's existed in your comics for a long time. Just be like, we're not uncanonizing this. This is just universe. This is what we're doing now is this universe. Yeah. Like, I expect Marvel is about to go completely off the rails with this next Doctor Strange movie. And please do because Marvel sucked. Uh, Oh, Lord, did you see this movie? I, I should have reviewed it. I I, you really should have, because you te- you discorded us after you got out, and you're like, guys, it's not good. I, I'm just... I would not waste my hard-earned money on that. I'm pretty much done supporting Jerry Leto products. Yeah. Also, method acting, please, dude. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I don't know... Ex- I mean, they haven't given any course. They literally just signed the ink on this deal, so... They are looking to realign this continuity, and honestly, what would we really lose? I think some of the CW shows, it's time to redo some of those shows, Mm because let's look at how, I mean, Green Arrow, Green Arrow started, Green Arrow was okay. I stayed on base for Arrow for, excuse me, for longer than I did certain other properties, and then it just got too repetitive. Apparently not. Ezra Miller's crazy, so you can't do the Flash movie now. It hits people. There's two, yeah, you should not You should not hit people unless, unless they just... Anyway. So, yeah, expect uh, they are looking to realign the universe. No, nothing set in stone, but they're already like, we need to make money off of this, and uh, I don't like where the money's going right now. Apparently, like, CW shows have not made money in a while. Oh, no. No, CW shows have been bad for a long time. How is it? I mean, but they but they're still going. You got Legends of Tomorrow. I don't even know where these shows are like now. Just, I think the new Superman and Lois is pretty good. I watched a few episodes of that. I did like that approach. I thought it was a more interesting version of Super. It was like Smallville grown up, kind of like complicated trying to deal with multiple priorities but not just like kryptonite makes him weak or he's lost all hope like he's trying to realign what it means to be superman in a different environment and i like that what i fear they're going to try to do is align the comics and the movie continuity and that's not going to work no not i mean marvel doesn't even go that far i mean if they blow it all up then it could but i don't i don't think it will help and i don't think you have to just there's a different universe there's a universe where like the joker is batman's mom like you have a lot of things that exist in the comics that are like sometimes in some places things are completely different and they just are i mean even marvel did their blow up but they had a couple of universes but they had some good things they wanted to bring over into the 616 universe yeah like miles morales please bring miles to everywhere you go Please. Put them in your pocket and take them And wherever. by the way, 
find another role for Tom Holland because I do love him. But can we not do Peter Parker? Just don't I like don't know. Him. We finally got to where Peter Parker needed to be. Yeah, so. he's not a photographer. A I just I like Miles Morales better than I like Peter Parker. Just oh yeah, I if uh, if at some point Miles had stepped out in the fourth Spider-Man, I'd have been like I'd have lost it. I'd have I'd have probably passed out in the theater <laughs> right there. Just some random actor you didn't know just come through. You got room for one more, guys? Like, who are you? I'm we Miles. Were, we were, and they probably been like, "You're Spider-Man." Yes, I am. Bring it in, bro. Because that's what would happen. We were laughing because, like, we blatantly, like, we don't lie to our mom very often. She doesn't ask things she doesn't want to know. So just don't have to lie to her. When she asked us if the other Spider-Man did, in fact, show up in the new Spider-Man, spoilers, we lied to her face. They we're have like, no, billboards now, bummer. so it's not a spoiler anymore. Yeah, I didn't think it was a big deal. That's why I just kind of threw it out there. We just lied blatantly to her face, and we're like, no, that doesn't happen. And then last week, she was like, you told me that didn't happen. We're like, yeah. And she's like, that was probably the right move. <laughs> also, they're releasing the three Peter Parkers in a, in a Hasbro three-pack. Are they? Coming, That's coming cool. next year. We are getting way derailed. I'm sorry. It was fun. Uh, Fun movie. We went to something good. We went from something bad to something good. So wait, (laughs) the new Batman is going to be in the new universe? I expect that they do want to build off of that. Uh, They they also want to expand on more uh, second build characters because they've seen a lot of success with things like Peacemaker Mm -hmm. and using Vigilante in that show, Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Even to an extent... The latest Harley Quinn movie, which I thought was actually really good. Mm-hmm. They've seen a lot of success with some of these lower tier characters. Something that Marvel has done as well with Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They, and they should. Because, uh, oh, and please keep Peacemaker. Please keep Peacemaker. That show is the He's best. doing dope, and I like his whole entourage. Like, yeah, group. Keep, keep Peacemaker innocent. Uh, yeah. at whatever you do, keep Peacemaker. I will say one thing. DC, make Sandman. Do not try and integrate it into anything. It is its own separate. I know, but it was supposed, they promised us 2021, and I have not heard anything in 2022. Is there anything good we want to hold on to this current DC universe right now? Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, You know what? Hold on to Aquaman. Hold on to Aquaman. I love this Aquaman. I like like you know if you if Ezra Miller's a problem you have to get rid of him but I don't have inherent problems with any of the Aquaman or Wonder Woman maybe ditch Ezra Miller I even liked Baffling anything from like, the TV shows to hold on to I don't I know and that's the problem I kind of like Teen Titans oh yeah Teen Titans was fine something like ooh scrunchy I don't like any of the DC shows at all fair that's completely I like the fair. Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah, yeah like, they can hold the on. The cartoons yeah. I've always enjoyed, but the TV show, like the live action stuff, even Arrow, even though I liked it okay, I didn't watch very much of it. And when I came back to like see where it had gone, I'm like, what is happening? What did you do? What, what You gave him more anxiety than he had. Two of their biggest wins for me in the last 10 years have been Wonder Woman, which happened by accident because you didn't care about it. Uh, but Wonder Woman, totally separate. Patty Jenkins directed, like, Work. yeah, do whatever. Make an origin story. We'll see. They they put enough budget into it, but they didn't care. They didn't have too many producers in the room. That was a win. The other one, people hate this, Gotham. Gotham was a great show, 
because they said, we don't care what you think you understand about Batman. We don't care. That's not what we're doing. We're it's doing something AU, different. Basically. It's an AU. And, that's, and, and that a lot about it worked. And that's completely fine. Like, I haven't, I didn't watch Gotham, so I have no opinion on Gotham itself. But had I known, like, from the from outside, I didn't give it a chance because I thought it was just they cast told me to watch it i like it screwed it up kind of thing yeah but then knowing from like years later oh it's an au oh well then nothing matters it doesn't they treated (laughs) it like it doesn't matter what you think you know this is something just it's different it's different we're not gonna try and canonize this made them approach it in a more interesting way it's not a flawless show but it was a lot of fun and ended up with one of the better jokers that wasn't the joker that i've seen the best riddler i've ever seen and i'm sorry the most interesting penguin there's ever been i'm gonna back core up on time because we're like yep oh goodness gracious we got very excited about that one we, we've, we've gotten got, excited we've gotten a few in a row all right To you next. okay uh well this one will be a fairly quick hit i think Except I do have opinions about this. Stranger Things 4. Now, this... Where's the spoiler sign? I saw it. This involves a spoiler that I don't think you can avoid even without watching the trailer. But I was still mad that I already know this. So they've done D&D villains in Stranger Things. They've done something they did and called a Mind Flayer. And something else. The Demigorgon. Yeah, the Demigorgon. And, like, these are both mostly wizards of the coast property they've announced that in season four they're going to have a villain named vecna vecna is an extremely specific not only like he's not like a species or a monster he's a person he's a demi lich he was the spoiler big bad in critical role first first like he was one of the big bads there were several yeah uh so like yeah they've already said yeah this is our bad guy's name vecna and here's what he looks like i'm like knowing a lot of vecna's story like i would have preferred not to know that that's who it was i would have been really excited and i'm kind of salty that we already know that oh, yeah like i like not knowing who the big bad is in, in and i don't like, know if he's like the big bad but like He's a demi lich. That seems pretty big. It's and he's 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 ascended to godhood in, in uh, canon of D anD. d Yeah. So. The, so like, it doesn't seem likely that they'd have a bigger villain. Yeah. Well, like, you can't even throw Tiamat in there to be a bigger bad because uh, if it's a god. Yeah, and I feel like the last season of season of Stranger Things hit it out of the park. So, like, you've got the D&D nerds. We already liked your weird take on things. We were going to watch it. You don't need the hype. What are you doing? Just put it out. You don't even need a trailer, almost. Most of the people I know liked it. You just need a trailer that just says, Stranger Things 4, come and be ready. Get your waffles. You need maybe a teaser. Yeah, like, there, and it doesn't even really need to tease anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, no reveals. Just show us that you have all the cute kids back. And, uh maybe throw out something that indicates that Eleven's uh, dad maybe isn't all the way dead, which is something that we've theorized about. I mean, if there's a demi-lich. Oh, that better not be him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so D&D. That's that's on the D&D front, another D&D story. I don't know when it comes out. It'll be good. I have a game that's coming out that does have a release date. 
Ooh. So y'all have been hearing me get very excited about Aiden Chronicles, and while Aiden Chronicles 100 Heroes is still at least a year away, Aiden Chronicles Rising, the prequel game that will set up the world and kind of the story and the char- kind of characters for the game, will be released on May 10th. It will be released on basically everything, so PS4 and 5, Xbox Series, XS, Xbox One, Switch, um, PCs via Steam, like everything. You can play Aiden Chronicles Rising on those platforms. It will also be available day one on Xbox via PC Game Pass. Nice. I have no words to explain how excited I am for this game. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. There is a 30-minute trailer from IGN. It's a gameplay trailer, so you can see how the game actually works. I again, go watch that. It's so cool. Um, it's going to the game is going to have like real-time combat, like real-time turn-based combat where you like pull out characters and stuff. But um, if that's not your thing, then you can just wait and hold here for um, Hundred Heroes, which will have turn-based combat classic. And stuff like that. And I'm just excited. <laughs> I also just really like that our two main characters for Rising are girls. Like, our two main hair, we have two heroines as our main focus. And then 100 Heroes, we have two males. So it's like we have like a switcher. I like that. It's fun. Also, switcher redo. Switcher redo. But also, I mean, one of the main characters in Rising is a. The, is like a. Um, sword for hire that's a, a kangaroo. Kangaroos and, are scary, man. Yeah, and he's great. He's so done with everyone's crap, and I love him. <laughs> he also has an eye patch, and like, the, I just love that. Love it. Go give it. Go give the. Um, go give the trailer a watch. It's very good. Very very good. Worth it. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Two and one nine, and uh, you will you will never see me for at le- you will not see me for at least a week after May tenth because that game is all I'm going to be doing. Fair. Jason, what do you got for us? Sorry, I was adding time to the child that came in here and was like, <laughs> so, adding time. They don't have school tomorrow, so they they wanted time on their devices. Fair. But, all right, so um. I'm going to go with a bit of sad news, unfortunately. No. We all hate sad news around here, but one of our favorite conventions is sadly announced. We're not ready to come back yet. Yes, QuakeCon, once again this year, will be a digital-only event August 18th to the 20th, 2022. As they say, like you, we're disappointed not to return to Dallas this year as an event of this size requires months of planning, and in this case... We had to make decisions when there was still too much uncertainty to commit to successfully executing an in-person QuakeCon. The QuakeCon team is already working hard to put together an exciting new streaming programming, online meetups, giveaways, charity opportunities, virtual BYOC, and more. We will announce more details in June. We are committed to returning to our full in-person festival in 2023 and already looking forward to connecting with friends, a massive BYOC packed with our latest custom PC creations, our wild contests, and tons of new great games and hardware for attendees to try out. We can't wait to see you online this August and in person next year. This is still a smart decision. Oh, I know, absolutely. I know that we are already talking about we are making San Diego Comic Con, but 
They have already put in place. We're going to have things in place to protect people. And um, they're requiring vaccinations, but QuakeCon's a little bit different. QuakeCon is truly unique, and they said it in that BYOC. And there we go. I know they keep it cold enough to kill all viruses in there. They (laughs) do. They really do. Which also, because we live in Texas, thank you. And dark enough to like, as long as there's no, can you dull all the scents in a room? <laughs> That'd be nice. I absolutely love walking through the BYOC mm-hmm. every year, having to wear like a pretty decent jacket and just seeing every single person at their computer huddled with like basically a comforter, like, 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 like there's some old babushka just in front of their computer, just like. It's so much fun. By the way, BYOC, <laughs> bring your own computer. Yeah. Yes. It's a or, huge event. Yeah. Miles and miles of LAN cable. Yeah. Literally, we could go across Dallas a couple times with all this oh, LAN cable. It is miles. It takes miles. But, like, that is unique. They, and it's kind of, they're just not going to be able to do it with as much distance as would make you feel comfortable all the time the aisles are narrow i'm pretty sure people are sitting five feet apart but like the aisles yeah. are narrow and it yeah, just but it then again, takes a lot of networking to set it up and there's also got a lot of traffic in between the aisles because everyone sits there and stays yeah. there for the next like 20 hours it is minimum. true so i can understand why and maybe we'll be in a better spot next year oh, yeah. it's this morning um it's one of our favorites to go to oh, yeah. completely free to go to it's so much fun and they've always treated us pretty good and so yeah Honestly, like just respect. It's a hard. It's one of the harder cons technically to pull off, and they don't entirely always pull it off. There's usually some things that we wish were a also, little different. Bethesda got but, the Microsoft money now, so uh, yeah. Break the bank on them. I'm sorry, y'all put on a good show over here, but you know what, y'all. It's like that. No, now you're playing with power. Okay, Ultra but but power. like Bethesda's could be a little bit careful about doing live announcements, like. As yeah. poorly received as a lot of the Fallout stuff was. Yeah, but also, since they got that Microsoft money, as Jason says, mm-hmm. we definitely know for certain that the return convention next year in person will be a fun bash. And it is sad news, but respect. If you're oh, trying wow. to keep people safe, that's a good thing. That's what's most important, it's and that's what will get people coming back to you. Disappointing, convention. yes, but it is Understandable. It is. At this point, I kind of... I, I don't want them putting on a show they don't feel comfortable with because yeah, I think yeah. overall that would be a bad show. Yeah. And probably their last. <laughs> like it would, yeah. if they're not ready to put on a show, like as somebody who's yeah. done massive networking, like setup events, like they, we give them some flack sometimes for their communication and coordination. But if they weren't, if they say we're not ready, you know, it would have been a disaster if they tried to put it on. I honestly, though, I kind of want to change a venue. I I don't know where they did it in. The Gaylord? The Gaylord is where they usually have it. Before that, it was at the Hilton Anatole. And I don't I, think they can ever come back there. No, the Anatole doesn't really let people have conventions there even anymore. Even though the like even the security at the Anatole said that QuakeCon was like their favorite convention because nobody did anything. Because everyone was in one room away from everybody playing games on their computers. And yeah. the one time they had someone wandering around after hours, the poor guy was so drunk on not sleep and energy drinks, he had no idea where he was. And the, the security guy just, like, turned him around. It's like, it's that way. And he's like, 
Thanks, man. And just went right <laughs> Also, not a lot of cosplayers. And yeah. hotels tend to like that because... It, cosplayers yeah. staying in the hotel, we have to be really considerate and careful to like make sure we don't leave traces of makeup everywhere and props yeah. everywhere and stuff like that. I, I've, and most of the people that cosplay at QuakeCon are usually in like Fallout stuff, which is pretty generic. Doesn't require specific makeup sets for most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we will right. we will miss having it in person, but we will look forward to it even more next year. Yep. You got anything else for us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One, and this is a really quick hit. Uh, D&D also announced that it will have a streaming event on April 21st, mm. 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, so 11 here. And uh, it's called D&D Direct. It is an approximately 30-minute presentation, and they are expected to unveil upcoming products, announcements, and updates. So... They don't do a ton of, like, official streaming events, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. See what they say. They'll probably have more information on the D&D Beyond stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Twitch and YouTube. Wizards yes. of the Coast. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all to that story. I want to see what it is. I don't have any speculation about what it's going to look like. My last story is pretty quick, but you better use this video. I have to download it. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 all right, so... If you are a fan, if you are a fan of the movies Your Name or Weathering with You, congratulations! You are going to be fed once more by Makoto Shinkai because he has a new film coming out um, called Suzume no Tojimari, which literally translates to Suzume's door locking. And if you'll give me just a moment, I can pull up what I have as a description of this movie. In the meantime, I have the trailer playing. It looks beautiful. Yes, it's. As always with his films, is just looking absolutely gorgeous. Um, let's see. The official description we have for the movie is that it is a modern adventure story, an action film, and a road movie. The story follows Suzume, a 17-year-old girl from a quiet Kyushu, uh, Kyushu town who meets a young man looking for a door. They find a door within ruins in the mountains, and Suzume opens it. Soon, more doors begin to open all around Japan, bringing disasters from the other side. The film depicts Suzume's liberation and growth as she closes the doors that are causing disaster. I am excited. I am ready to cry again. <laughs> I can, like, if you walked out of your name and didn't cry, or walked out of Weathering with you and didn't cry, you're lying. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> those, those were very emotional movies however uh, Shinkai has been quoted as saying that he he thinks that everyone's going to walk away from this movie feeling very happy and with like a spring in their step and I'm like I'm pressing X to doubt but I am very excited I mean you could cry and still have a spring in your step like there's sometimes hopeful like endings that are, you're sad about but it's like yeah yeah exactly like um he stated that three important points about this film are that it's a road movie, you know, around Japan, a story about closing the doors rather than opening them, and a reason to visit the movie theater, which those are all just real good reasons, even if it is just a reason to visit the movie theater. Yeah. Closing the doors is fascinating to yeah. me as a concept, because 
a lot of movies, either physically or metaphorically, are trying to open them. Yes. And the idea of like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I, I, I have the perfect, um, for when Hannah goes to this movie, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the No, 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 no. The perfect no. accessory. I actually found this. I was going to no. gift it to her for uh, for Christmas. It's uh, I, I put it up on screen just now. But uh, it's a perfect accessory for her to wear to this movie when she goes. Yeah. And uh, it's on screen now. If you, I don't know if you were watching, but uh, it's just earrings for people that cry very easily. And oh, God damn, that's a pencil. <laughs> hey, that was a pencil. She- yes, and I purposely lobbed it so that it wouldn't stab you in the eye. By the way, this guy is i love this guy this guy makes products stupid products like all sorts of stuff you have to look i forget what his channel brand is but like this that's his whole thing and i've known about him since early on he makes all sorts he makes like a shower shield so you can adjust the temperature before it sprays you in the face while you're standing in the shower that's actually helpful though he makes a usb cover where like you can plug in and then you cover your charger so that people can't take it when they borrow it (laughs) like all sorts of it. it's stupid but also not not without use type of products i just think he's funny i want to go watch this movie with her just so i can have like a box of kleenex like in my jacket she'll be like hey there's a line in- it comes out like <laughs> like you know those memes like when it's five o'clock and whiskey is staring at you it's like <laughs> there's a line in parks and rec <laughs> where she says part of your rental agreement is when you uh when you have when you watch sad movies you have to wear mascara that's not waterproof so we can see if you're crying and i just always think about that she tells uh adam scott's character that like i just want to know when it happens so i'm not going to go watch that with you okay Uh, you know what jason you know i will go watch that with you if you will willingly go to the prince of tennis movie with me which also is coming out in the next couple of months it's the one with the tennis rat battles. You have to suffer through tennis match rat battles if you want to watch me cry. I don't think my I don't think I have the fortitude. <laughs> I have the perfect I have the perfect line about that. The will. This is all something you do for love. Ha! Cause tennis. <laughs> so proud of that. You're welcome. It's all about Two the love. Two completely different responses. To that. I like that when you get a high five. I got a high five. All right, Jason, you better take it away. Okay, mine's uh, real quick. Uh, Once again, Marvel is kind of, well, they're really doing well with the TV shows. I am loving uh, Moon Knight so far. Ooh, it's getting wild. We're all caught up, by the way. Wednesdays, it comes out Wednesdays. But, our next Iron Slinger, Ironheart has now now has its directors and an executive production team. I know it's boring, but this is a brick that has to be set before things start going around. So Sean Bailey and Angela Barnes have been tapped to direct the series coming to Disney Plus with Ryan Coogler of Black Panther fame and his production matter, Prox, Pro, uh, Proximity Media, joining the creative team. Yes, Whoa! that is a win. <laughs> Now, I, I love she, his storytelling. It is rumored that Ironheart is going to make an appearance in the next Black Panther mm-hmm. movie, which I am completely on board with. Bring Riri in. It makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, this is like everything I wanted right here. You got, okay, two relatively not unknown uh, directors. They've done 
little things that people have said they have potential. I'm going to get them. But then you're bringing in... And Ryan Coogler was relatively new when he was on Black Panther. I was shocked they put but him he in place for that. He produced it was amazing. a quality project. So for them to go, you know what, we're going to put your production team in charge of this too. That's Disney showing a lot of faith and giving some real good opportunities for up-and-comers who are, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, they are the future of the business. Yeah, definitely. So, Like you um, can't... <laughs> You can't and also, do Stanley uh, only, or I mean, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Bailey's going to direct episodes one through three, and Barnes will helm uh, the next ones, uh, four through six. Um, also, Chinaka Hodge has been uh, has now been staffed as a head writer for the series. Only Dope. one head writer, which is cool. She's very good. I I I I kind of looked everybody up and was like, oh okay. So I yeah. didn't look her up with anything. I know off the top of my head. Um, do we also do we get an actress who uh, Dominique Thorne? That's right. I couldn't think of her name. She'll be playing Riri. So, uh, Anthony Ramos and Lyric Ross are also uh, projected to be in the movie. But anyway, Riri Williams gonna build her own Iron Man suit. I'm wondering which one are we gonna see. I kind of want. I kind of want the red and gold over there that's like Iron Man, but she also has that purple pink, I think you go with purple pink. The purple, like, pink, and gold one, yeah. which I think would probably be better. Even though her logo is in Iron Man colors. Mm-hmm. Maybe that one first, and then she go, She gets an upgrade during the series. Maybe you even make it a whole thing where you're like, you start with the red and gold, and then actually becomes her own like thing that's not just trying to build. Remember, at the end of Spider-Man, well, during Spider-Man, they took Stark's technology, mm-hmm. went somewhere. So, I'm happy. I like, I like Riri. I think she's great. She's smart as hell, and she be repulsive blasting. Bring it on. Uh, still no projected date, of course, because we haven't even like started production no. yet. So, yeah, I'm happy about this. Happy about it. Happy about Moon Knight. Like in Moon Knight. Oh God, Moon Knight is so good. Also, the Halo series is really becoming um, one of my favorite things. I've I watched get, the first two, and I did like them a lot. I get like, Moon Knight on Wednesdays, and then Halo on Thursdays. When this drops off, it is going to be the most. Y'all gonna have to come and check on me. When Halo drops off and they're done, y'all gonna have to come and make sure I'm not just like sitting on the floor in the fetal position. Not crying, just like. I mean, you know, we'll be here on the day it was. Y'all gonna y'all are, would y'all, have come out y'all because are probably Thursdays. Excuse me from the show because he's curled in the fetal position. He's kind of catatonic because it's all over. Until Miss Marvel starts, so there we go. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. And that's all I've got. You got anything else for us? Nope, that's all I had. Well, that would denote then that we must sadly depart. We have no more things to talk about. Absolutely none. We could never come up with anything else ever. I talked about the Batman for an hour and a half, but like, it's for another day. Because like of stuff we're doing this weekend. You know, I could talk about that. I will though. Don't worry, I will. We're gonna be playing D and D this Saturday after giving Jason a heart attack. <laughs> we'll be playing D and D this Saturday, continuing on with the new Terra campaign. Tarana. Tarana, not Tara. I know I say this. Terracotta. Yeah, Terracotta. (laughs) I know I say this all the time. I'm so excited about this weekend. It's going to be so fun. 
Ratna is excited. I am excited. Mia is excited. Jason is excited, I'm sure. Maybe. He might be excited. He's always excited when we get here Saturday, so like... Yeah. It's, and you guys already know this. There's good old-fashioned dungeon crawl elements in this next episode, so it'll be... Ooh. It's not a dungeon. It's a dungeon yeah. crawl. Very, I'm very excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. A lot going on. And if you have not caught up, let's say you missed last time, don't worry, on YouTube, in a playlist, on our channel. Do we have it in a playlist? We do, but we probably need to double check that all the episodes are Yeah. Good. Either way. So Jason's reminded or something. Anyway. On our channel, we have all of our episodes uploaded, so you don't have to worry about going to Twitch to find them to watch them later. You can watch them on YouTube. And if you want to see us live, definitely join us at... What time, Jason? I'm bad at time. It's going to be 3.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah, 3.30 p.m. It's probably best Central to come time. out and say 3.30, because we always try and start well, at 3. Also, you know, never quite has a, has a hair appointment, so. Oh, yeah. Yes, we, um, our beautiful crop-topped... Uh, Airy boy. Airy boy. Crop-top Airy boy has to get the hair done. She's got to look beautiful for the camera. Yes, yeah, she does. She's never had a problem with that, though. Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we will see you then. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, all of those places at SCNS Live, on TikTok even as well. <laughs> surprisingly. But if you want to follow us individually, Jason, where can they find you? you can find me over at, at JasonTheX on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at BetterCat, Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Corodona Art for art and Suikoden related things and Final Fantasy things on chaotic underscore noodle. And with that, does anyone else have anything they would like to add? All good here. All right. Then we will see you all this Saturday. Have a fantastic evening, a safe Easter, and as we always say, keep, keep on, on nerding. nerding.